Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self-storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third-tier markets to large hundred plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Storage Now. Um, This is the Self-Storage Income podcast, but Self-Storage Now, we do a smaller section to tell you what's going on in the industry currently, what we're seeing. One of the really important parts of this podcast is to not just give fluff. Um, We don't just want to give great stories and people hitting it out of the park and, you know, we just don't want to fluff it up. We want to give you a real look inside the self-storage industry, self-storage business, numbers, what we see, what we're struggling with, what's happening. And this helps you find the opportunity, capitalize on it, get better, improve your self-storage business and operations, or get into self-storage and do it right so you can build an empire and be in this industry for years to come because there's such great opportunity. So self-storage now, what we want to talk about today is the last last week um, I was in Nashville with our association. We were talking about lots of different things like what to do when markets are overbuilt. Um, first of all, let me tell you, I do a lot of these and they're very important to me because they're brain shares. That's one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast because We spend lots of money to be a part of associations going to these events with like-minded investors. And lots of these people have businesses that are well over a billion dollars. And we can see and spot trends. And two, we can talk about what people are doing to be successful in them. So when we're in Nashville, we're going over um, new products that are entering in the change uh, you know, really, I'm going to break it down into two things so we can so I can stay focused because everybody knows I have a problem with that. So the two things we want to talk about to stay focused is, first of all, the change in the industry, what we're seeing, how to capitalize on it. And then the second thing that we were uh, had most of our discussion around, we actually had a breakout session and we had four topics that everybody decided to talk about. And everybody just divided up into two topics. Um, and that was one of the main the one of the two was overbuilt markets how to spot them, how to handle what to do in these overbuilt markets. Um, And these are obviously really two important things, right? Capitalizing on the opportunity and the change in the market and the business and getting the upside. And when there's overbuilt markets, reducing the downside and protecting yourself from downside. Um, So the feedback that we got was really interesting. First of all, the, uh, all of us together are coming together to not just talk, but to provide resources and get ourselves pre- prepared. And that's we're doing that everything from software, which we'll do a whole nother podcast on like property management systems, Google, um, getting your name out there, because this is really important. Uh, but 
in order for us to know how to prepare for this changing landscape, we want to make sure we're getting it right. Uh, we've done activities with owners and investors across the country, identifying these trends. And this is stuff that's not in the news, right? We're not talking about what some anchor that or commentator or blogger, you know, from the Wall Street Journal or somebody that has no idea is not in this industry. We're getting people together that have thousands of facilities across the United States and looking at it. Now, the trends are the trends that maybe we've identified in this podcast before. That is the and and it's important to understand trends are driven by customers, tenants and consumers. Um, they're not driven by us, right? We are changing and adapting to tenants and customer wants. And a lot of that activity obviously is going online. And um, they're also changing the way they consume products, types like hotels, things like that, that makes us benchmark these things side by side. So in order for us to predict the future, one of the asset classes that we look closest at is hotels. Now, a lot of people say, hotels? What does hotels have anything to do with storage, right? Like, that doesn't make sense. You should look at apartment buildings. Um, that is completely wrong. Uh, our asset types are totally different. We have nothing to do with apartment buildings. Um, apartment buildings are lease up people that need, um, housing. We act as a retail, we have to attract customers and we have to get them to stay. Um, and two, that decision is done on the fly right? Somebody needs storage. We're going to look at it now. Somebody needs a hotel. I need a hotel now. We all go online to get a hotel and a storage facility. Um, Most of the time, um, we're renting without ever even touring. And these are changes that are happening. If you look at the hotel industry, you know, a couple few decades behind, the same things are happening in the self-storage industry that are happening in the hotel. This is of great concern to us because we all know what happened in the self, in the hotel industry, right? The hotel industry was fragmented. It came all together and basically a handful of brands. What, maybe four or five brands we can all name, and that's it in the entire hotel industry. Um, this is something that uh, we are very much concerned about and that there may be a future uh, that an individual self-storage facility is going to have a hard time competing with the Marriott, right? So when looking at this, um, we are trying to see how we can capitalize on information technology and use together as one um, to uh, combat the REITs and make sure that our brand, that we can build a brand, right? That we can separate ourselves out and capitalize on the this change. So when people are out looking, they are wanting to get into storage. They have higher expectations of storage now. They want it to not only be like a store storefront, they want it to be nice. Security is felt very differently. They want it to be in a good part of town. Um, these are all changing. We need to make sure that we're changing our business models to fit the customers or we won't win those customers. So that was the one side. The next side is overbuilt markets, what we're seeing now. Right now, there's several markets in the United States that are identified that are vastly overbuilt. There's Portland, there's Houston, there's um, Boise, there's a few other in um, Florida. 
Um, and two, you have to remember the important part of this discussion. There's Nashville. Um, the important part of this discussion that we have. Hold on. Before I get there, I want to talk about Nashville. So we're in Nashville. There's two facilities that are both four stories side by side. One is 20% full. The other one only has two floors developed, and the rest of it is empty. It basically looks like a ghost town. There's stuff hanging off the walls. Um, they're never, not never, they'll fill up, but it's going to be years. You know, it could be a decade before these two facilities fill up. This is a nail in the coffin for all of us normal people, right? We're not REITs. We don't have billions of dollars that we can just waste. So we need to make sure we avoid this. And we may need to make sure that in a market that is that competitive, that we can stand out in how we do that. Um, the consensus was twofold. The consensus was obviously don't get into overbuilt markets <laughs> and how to identify those markets, which is very close relationships with the cities. Um, and it's not just understanding about um, uh, about how many facilities are coming on board or what's coming on board. You need to be interacting with your city council and the planning and zoning meeting, and you need to let them know. You have to remember, most of these cities have no plans for storage facilities. It's not even really something that's on the forefront of their mind. That creates situations where they can get overbuilt very, very quickly. Um, in the Wall Street Journal, they were talking about the Boise market just two and a half weeks ago. And, and um, in fact, I was on the news, which we, I think we put that online. Um, but they were talking about this, and this has been going on for six months. And really what it came down to is we don't want government intervention, right? I don't want the government to say you can build or you can't build. Right? And that's what happened. They put a moratorium. They shut down anybody to build facilities. This is the opposite of what we want in our industry. What we want is a plan with clear set of rules like any other building asset type, apartments, hotels. There are rules. The cities have plans. We need that to be clear. And you need to work with your local governments in your markets to not only understand that, but to make sure that that plan is being influenced by you. If you're in that market, get in there. Talk to them. Tell them, hey, listen, this is how this product type is viewed. It's not a junkyard, right? And a lot of those people in the government still view self-storage as a junkyard industry. I, that's so, you know, in our industry today, archaic. Like, no, we're not that person. The, uh, you know, people need our asset type. And two, our asset type can produce mass value and can be of great quality. They need to understand that. They need to understand what that looks like. And so for the right operators, for the right people that want to come in, help the community do a good job running that facility, they want you need to be that person and you want to work with the cities. So I think we need to be more involved than we ever have in the past in working with cities and local governments um, counties to make sure that we have a seat at the table here, that we're a part of this planning discussion. Okay. That's first, that's really important. That needs to change. So many people, so many governments don't even hear from, uh, cities and counties don't hear from the self storage operators and they don't even understand the business. So they're making up rules and plans as it goes without our voice, the SSA, ISS, local, um, charters in States, they're trying to represent us, but lots of us don't have that on more of a localized level. All right, the next side is what to do when you're like, that's great, AJ, 
but it's too late. My market that I'm in, I have facilities or I want to get in, looks like it may be overbuilt or is overbuilt. If you're in a market that's overbuilt, the name of the game is changing. Okay, so you need to start thinking differently about how you're going to compete. You need to look at your pay-per-click. Um, one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that value goes up with occupancy. Okay, so your last 10% of occupancy is way more valuable than the previous. Another thing you need to understand is that the, the tenant that you're attract, uh, attracting, you need to make sure you're putting the right people in your storage. Okay. You don't want people that are going to move out the next month because that creates an occupancy problem for you. And that means you have to um, keep going out and competing for tenants when competition is high and expensive. So identify your customer. Identify the value of that customer. Start targeting areas where that customer lives. Start targeting Facebook groups of people that are maybe moving into that city right? Think out of the box on how to attract customers, how to get them in and how to get the right ones into your facility, right? That's, that's how you're going to com uh, combat this. You're going to have to be way more hands-on than you ever have before in self-storage. Most of the time, you know, people had to build it and they will come mentality. Well, that led to overbuilt markets and there's no one to come. And now everyone's starting to fight. Well, a lot of these operators, they don't even know what to do. They don't know how to get the customers in. They don't know what to do. At our, you know, this podcast is dedicated to help you in those situations. And we have a whole podcast um, that talks about just attracting tenants and good ones. Anyways, this is supposed to be a small episode. It's turning into a big episode. But there was so much value that I had in Nashville. And there was so much opportunity that we're all out here capitalizing. Remember, you can have an overbuilt market. And three, four, five miles away from this overbuilt market may be a market that is you know, not oversaturated at all and has huge demand. So uh, self-storage is hyper-local. If you say, oh, my, my market is overbuilt, so there's no opportunity, that's BS. No, just look around. There's plenty of opportunity out there, but you have to dig a little harder, look at more opportunities. But there is plenty of opportunity and upside to capitalize. So Hope you enjoyed this. Let me know. Go get them. Everybody, if you could give me a you know five-star rating and give me a good review, that makes a huge difference to us and our podcast, what we're doing here. I'm doing it for free, and I really hope you're enjoying this content. Um, and I hope you like the two interviews that we had uh, last week and the next one coming up. They're big ones. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.